spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday. All right, Chad will be back on Monday. I'm Gatos. Joined by uh, my boy, uh, Steve Zinsmeister, the wise man. What's up, Gatos? Wise man, you ready to go for four hours? I think I'm going to need to be well hydrated for that. Um, well, let's speak about well being well hydrated. If you live in Phoenix, we talked about this yesterday. We kind of nicknamed it poop water. The The city of Phoenix is continuing to put this idea out there. They're going to take our toilet water and reuse it for drinking water. And they want to do that by the year of 2030. And I know that yesterday we were joking about it and it sounds gross. And, you know, one of these experts said... Uh, the water that you get out of the back end. Okay. Very- All right. Yes. Okay. It's not what she meant to say, but, you know, we were goofing on it. Becky Lynn was laughing and all. Let's be honest just for a second, because after 24 hours of really now thinking about it, if they actually put this plan into place, I I don't think I could do it. I mean, honest to God, I don't think I could do it. I don't know. I don't know what the alternative would be, but I can't I can't shower with that stuff. I was also wondering what it might do to tourism. I was just thinking that people would know. Yeah. This and is, would they would they want to come here and, and if they knew that? It's like Phoenix. Oh, that's the place where you do your stuff in the toilet and then you and then you shower in it. And I and we heard yesterday from experts that said, Listen, don't worry about it. Everything's gonna be fine. You know, we, we've got the technology. You'll never know. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure if I if I tasted it I probably wouldn't know but it's it, I can't do it but you know I know and and it might even taste better wise man I'm just I'm saying the technology's probably there and I'm not trying to be a baby about this I I, I can't do it see I'm all for it Oh, for really? All loud. for it. You know why? No. Well, there's a couple of things. So, one, we talked with Troy Hayes yesterday. He had an interesting uh, clip that actually, before he said this, so one of our Phoenix, producers... He's the Phoenix Water Services Director. Yes. Okay. And before he said this, one of our producers, Chevy, he said this exact same thing uh, about where our water comes from. There isn't any new water on the planet that hasn't been here for billions of years. We just keep recycling it and moving it around. All water it's has come wrong. from somewhere. Yes. So what? Everything you've ever drank was has gone through other humans, other animals, other plants. It's gone up into the sky. It's come back down. This stuff has been through worse than you could imagine no, no, already. No, no, no. This is, you're sitting on the toilet and dropping a few things in there. And then they're going to clean it up and they're going to let you drink it. How is that any different than what we're, we're not already doing that drinking? Now. I'm not drinking poop water right now. I'm all for it. And he also said that it's it's the same stuff they use on the International Space Station. I don't care. Let the it's astro- good enough for the astronauts. Let, Why is it not good enough for you? Because I'm better than an astronaut. He used huh? to sell things and say the astronauts ate it, drank yeah. it, and people loved it. I so. don't drink Tang. <laughs> you did, though. No, I didn't. <laughs> I bet you did. Okay, I don't really care what the astronauts drink. <laughs> I don't, these are these astronauts, they go to the bathroom right in front of everybody, and then they got to catch it with a bag. I'm not doing that. I know that wouldn't happen down here. I, I cannot appetize. I just can't do it. It's come to the point where that's just not right. This is not. I don't. Most of you won't even let your dog go and drink out of your toilet. Here's the thing: if they did it and didn't tell anybody, I'd have to move. You wouldn't. You even wouldn't know. know. Well, if they didn't tell anybody, you wouldn't know the difference. You might even. A- you might even drink it and be like, "Wow, this is really good." No, this is incredible. Best no. water I've ever had. I don't think it's the best water I've ever. So here's what we know. 
It's he, just because we know. If it's because we, it's we a know. mental thing. It is a mental thing. It's just like certain foods. Yeah. You know that they're good. I, there are things that I can taste, mm. and they actually taste pretty good. But if it's something that has wigged me out about eating it, I cannot eat it anyway, like even you, though it tasted good. If you went to another country and somebody put something in front of you, and they didn't tell you what it was, and they said, just take a bite. Well, what is it? Well, just try it. And then you eat cat. Oh goodness! Right? No, yes. Mm-mm. Or you have, or you know, you you got a uh, or dog, yes, right, or like, dog, yeah. yeah, or brain, right, or you know, what are, what are they? There's well, the one thing that's supposedly uh, some kind of. Uh, I, I don't even want to. Go I think into there's that. a more common analogy we could go with. Well, I, mean, I think that's pretty kids, logical. No, though. if you it's, go to another country and they put something in front of you, you don't know what it is, and you take a bite and you you eat cat. And you and, think it, you think it like, tastes pretty well, good. Then they tell you what it it's is. It's not awful, right? Okay, yeah. what did I just eat? Oh, it was cat. And then you feel sick to your stomach mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing here. So uh, here, I don't know how you're going to sell this to people. Or can, here's the other thing. Can the city of Phoenix just do it? Can they say, hey, listen, we're just going to do it. We run the town. And this is what we're going to do. You will be drinking wastewater. We're going to clean it up for you. It's not going to make you sick. But this is the water that we drink here in Phoenix. And then, of course, Becky Lynn is right. Phoenix is going to be known for the place where you you you, you have a brown Evian. I wonder how it'll affect uh, demand for water too. Because yeah. to Becky Lynn's point, people might not want to come to Phoenix if they know they're going to have to drink what is essentially recycled poop recycled water, right. waste yeah. water. Yeah. Uh, so also too, does that drive the price down? Would it be cheaper to get recycled wastewater than it would whatever water Gatos is already drinking? I will pay more water to not drink their H poo O. Oh, you'd, you'd pay more for your water knowing would. it's not. Okay. That's correct. All right. All right. Uh, why is Joe Biden wanting to lick the world? What's up with that? We go from poop to licking. What's the deal? Yeah. Uh, Biden was speaking to a group of, I believe, Irish leaders when he said this at the end of his speech. Thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick the world. Let's get it done. Let's go lick the world. All right, so everybody's having a problem with that. I have no idea why. Why is that such a big, it's I not guess a big deal? I guess out of context, it sounds pretty gross. And just from a guy, coming from a guy who's had a lot of creepy encounters in his time, you know, the whole sniffing well, hair and all hair that sniffer. stuff. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it just sounds weird. But I guess are you taking it, it literally? Are you taking it literally that he wants to come up to you and he wants to lick your face? I definitely don't see it that way. Okay, so what but does it, it mean? it sounded like he said that. No, that's not what he said. Like... It, it, like if I know it's a term that's not used very often, but like uh, takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Yeah, like if I'm right. going to go play softball tonight yeah. and I see somebody on the other team, I'm going to lick you. Yeah. I know that'd be a little bit weird that in this is, day and age. That is not what people say, though. That's not what people say. Well, he's they do in the south. Years old. They do in the south. <laughs> they they, do they do? say yeah. it in Ireland. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I know that term. I think that's what he meant. So, of course, that's what yeah. he meant. He's not the Dalai Lama. <laughs> according to the Cambridge Online Dictionary, an alternate definition of licking yeah. includes defeat easily in competition or fight. So let's go defeat the world. So we're working with them to do a bunch of stuff, and why not say it? It's like, an, it, but it is an old school way of saying things. It's like, uh, why not? Hey, let's take on the world. There's no difference. Play it again. Except he said lick. I, I understand. Yeah, but he, he, right. ta- he likes to talk like that. All he, right. That Let's hear it again from the president's yeah. mouth. Okay. Thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick the world. Let's get it done. It's like he thought about it for a second, too, when he said it. He's like, do I really? Should I do this? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's well, lick the world. Well, why not? He said he said the most crazy things and inappropriate things his entire career. I mean, you know, 
he said he was he was going to some like donut shop in Jersey and he started to do like uh, an Indian accent. That was no good. He asked a, a man. Uh, he went to a fundraiser and the guy the, the, who was uh, a part of the fundraiser for he asked the man to stand up and take a bow. The guy was in a wheelchair. That's oh, why he was I there. That. I, oh, that. I mean, Brutal. so he does this kind of stuff. He's but, awkward. Of course he's awkward, but you know, I mean, Trump says weird stuff too. Biden says weird stuff. Uh, y- yeah, and those will be our, ch- our two picks coming up in a couple of years. It's gonna be great. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Let's go yeah. lick the world. I don't think it's a big deal. I, I, no, I, I, I understood it immediately. Deal. We should connect him with the Dalai Lama and yeah. just hang out. Well, because if you don't know, the Dalai Lama asked a little boy to suck his tongue. <laughs> Which is right. worse. Like, he, he, he said the little, it, was, it was the other version of licking, yes. Right. Uh, the, the, yeah. the Dalai, mm. Dalai Lama stuck his tongue out and invited the boy to lick the Dalai Lama's tongue. And I think the boy said no. Good for you, little boy. Good choice, That's little a boy. good choice. You know, and I think, in all honesty, when you look at it, the Dalai Lama was joking. Uh, but that's not a very good It's not a very good joke. Oh, little boy, you met the Dalai Lama today. What did he say? I don't know. He asked me to lick his tongue. I felt a little weird. He asked me for a kiss on the cheek. Well, that is yeah. the mouth. That he, well, and then the tongue. Yeah, the mouth thing probably shouldn't have happened. We should be talking about the mouth thing before licking his tongue. I don't want to talk about any of it. I don't it. want to talk about any of it. All right. Uh, coming up next, we've got a lot to get to. Oh, subscribe to the Gatos and Chat Show podcast. It's fantastic. Uh, it's brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed uh, realty. Go to carolsthebuyers.com, carolsthebuyers.com, start packing. We come back. Does your kid need an incentive to attend school in Arizona? What, are we giving every kid a pizza party because he goes to class on time? It's coming up next. Wise man's in. It's a Gatos and Chad show. Does your kid need an incentive to attend school? Well, here was my incentive. You don't, for my mom, you don't eat. <laughs> you don't get to play baseball. You don't get to do anything if you don't go to school. No TV. Those are devastating for a child. Of course it is. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. You know, how we've talked about uh, how absenteeism rate in Arizona, it's just, it's so huge. It's bad, dude. It's bad. And, and some, first of all, sometimes, uh, it, you know, your, your parent can't get you to school for one reason or another. It's not that you don't want to go to school. It's that you got to stay home with your three-year-old brother or you don't have a car. Or you're in a very poor area of town and there's no bus that comes to get you to come to get you. What I'm usually talking about is, you know, I give you the example, a friend of uh, a friend of a friend, their their parent, this girl's parents said, listen, you can stay home for three days. I know you're upset because you just broke up with your boyfriend. And obviously, you know, it'd be awkward if you saw him uh, walking the hallways. Well, that's a bunch of bull. So. There are schools that are faced with these absentee students, and the Buckeye Elementary School District says, we reduced it. So they've reduced uh, chronic absenteeism from about 30% to 12%. All right, so how did they do it? It sounds to me like you're getting a pizza party. Yeah. So that's what it sounds like to me. Here's a clip from Chad Lanise. He's the district's assistant superintendent of teaching and learning and kind of explaining what they're having to do to get kids back in the classroom. Each of our schools has an incentive plan and it, it can be on an individual level. It, a lot of times it's done by grade levels. And if they meet certain goals, then they have a celebration. That's a pizza party. In my experience. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, every kid loves a pizza party or 
They bring cupcakes in. And by the way, that gets all crazy because, well, this this kid's got a gluten issue. And then that kid can't have peanut butter. And then, so I, I don't know. I don't, I, I understand why you want to reward kids, but I think you don't I, put it this way. I'm not recording. I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, going to have a pizza party for a kid who just shows up. If you're doing great in school, you know, if you've accomplished something, if you've got like five A's in a row or something like that, then I get it. But listen, your job at the very least, you show up. Yeah, I you mean, show up showing up has become an accomplishment now. That's the sad part. Right. Is that you saying like, OK, you're just showing up. Well, that's a big deal for some kids nowadays, especially post pandemic. It shouldn't be. I, I agree with you. Yeah. You shouldn't need a lot of incentive to show up to school. I mean, I'm well, one- it's a parent's fault because, oh, I need a mental health day. All right. Well, you just took one last week. If you need more than one mental health day, let's get let's get you some help. I'm all for that. Let's get you some help. Totally. If there's a reason that you don't want to go to school, you're scared or you're feeling anxious. Uh, we need to figure that out. And letting you stay home, that's not going to work out. Let's get you to a shrink because they can certainly, certainly help you. But I'm not letting you stay home just to stay home. I'm not letting you stay home just because you feel anxious. If you you got more than one time where you're asking your your dad or mom for a mental health day, we need to fix this, and I'm going to send you to somebody, and let's get let's get some real help. Uh, remember, too, chronic absenteeism is when a student misses more than 18 days of school. It, so this doesn't necessarily mean that in Buckeye they figured out a way to get every kid to class every single day. Right. They figured out a way to whittle that number down a bit, which is a good thing. They've cut it basically in half. Right. You got to get pe- people. You got to get kids into school. I just find it pathetic that we have to bribe them with a pizza party. It's not the way life works. I'd show up to work more often if we sure did pizza you would. Parties. <laughs> like, right? That was my first thought. Right? You would definitely come here. All right. Uh, this weekend, the Suns take on uh, the uh, Clippers. First round of the NBA playoffs. So we're going to uh, gonna qualify somebody in the 4 o'clock hour. So listen for your name. What is it? Text the word ticket to 411923. You could win tickets. Okay. Game one. Clippers right. Sunday. I so believe. listen listen at 4. Uh, here's the deal. And maybe I'm off on this. I know it's the first round. I know that most people expect the Suns to go through the first round. The Clippers aren't aren't terrific. I just don't feel a lot of buzz right now for this team. And I'll tell you why. So I've thought about it. You know, why the, the, the Suns went out and got one of the greatest players that ever played basketball. We really should be going crazy. Here's, here's what, what I compare it to. There will never be another team like that 2021 team. So remember the Suns? They won all those games and... We were locked in our house in 2020, and all of a sudden we were able to go to playoff games, and it was awesome. It was kind of post-COVID, even though it was still kind of lingering around, but we were allowed to go to these games, and I went to some games, and it was some of the loudest games I've ever heard, and part of it was the Suns, but part of it was we're all together again. This is incredible. You know, we've, we've kind of beat this thing. It's getting less and less. And we're able to go and 30,000 people screaming. I've never in my life been to a basketball game like that, like those in 2021. And I don't know if we can ever capture that magic again. Maybe it's just me and maybe I'm wrong. But that 2021 team, you know, and they ended up going to the finals. They won the first two games and then they lost the next four. But that season was so special, not only because the Suns got to the finals, but it was... 2021, and it was after the awful year that that a lot of people spent indoors, and we were able to go to these games again. And I'm not sure that that 
the Suns, maybe they can't capture lightning in a bottle like that. I think you may be onto something there. There's also uh, the other factor that I think of is that they hadn't won anything of significance in 10 plus years before oh, that playoff. They, run. Ne- they didn't go to the playoffs for the last 10 they years. They played in the in the COVID bubble in 2020 season and, and well. they won they won 8 out of their 8 games. They right. won every single game in the bubble. Now unfortunately it didn't win them a championship or even get them in the playoffs, but it gave them this momentum into that next season that you're talking about where all of a sudden things are real. Yeah. This is the first time we've had a real successful basketball team in our town in over a decade. And I think now other- we're kind of growing accustomed to winning a lot of basketball. The other thing was we really didn't expect them to do much in 2021. And so, you know, every win was like, oh, goodness, I can't believe we've got another one. Oh, my gosh, we've got another one. Now we're going to win this series. Um, and now it's like you win, you either win the title or you disappoint everybody because that's what it is. It's either it's not it's not losing. It's not going to the finals and saying, attaboy, that's great. No, no, no. Suns have to win the whole thing or no one's going to be happy. I'm good with that expectation. Yeah. I'd much rather it be that way, and we're cheering for a team that we have championship hopes than a team that's going to be dead last ever. I just worry that it's you know we're not going to win it. The Suns aren't going to win it, and it's, it's always going to be a worry, devastating. Only one but, team can win it, right? But this is the team that the Sun. This is the only Suns team, maybe ever, where they're where they're absolutely have to win it this year. It wasn't with the Charles Barkley team. They were going to lose to Michael Jordan. Everybody thought he'd lose to Michael Jordan. Now you've got Kevin Durant. Now you've got everybody healthy again. No and excuses. If you don't win, it's a disaster. It is. It's, they could play great. And then last minute of Game 7, they lose. It's a disaster. And that's, that's tough. All right, coming up next, we've been talking about uh, the poop water, Phoenix, Arizona. I like to call it H-Poo-O. Our next guest is going to try to convince us that uh, drinking uh, toilet water that has uh, been turned into a drinking water isn't that bad. Next. The Gators and Chad Show, afternoons. All right, uh, the wise man's in today for a Chad's Back Monday. City of Phoenix is seeking to treat wastewater and make it into drinking water. All right. Well, I, it's very unappetizing. I'm all for it. You're not all for I'm it. I'm all for You're it. You're not all for it. All water comes from somewhere. Yeah. You want it coming from your toilet? Well. No, you don't. Uh, to make some sense of this and maybe to try and convince us that uh, drinking the poop water isn't as bad as, <laughs> as it sounds is uh, Cynthia uh, Campbell. She joins us, Water Resources Management Advisor uh, for the City of Phoenix. Cynthia, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? We were goofing on you yesterday. Did you hear about it? I did. Oh, let's play the clip. Here's Cynthia yesterday, everybody. The water that you get out of the back end. Yeah. 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 You regret saying that, don't you? It wasn't that wasn't a way to sell this idea. No, I, you know, what I was saying was the back end of the plant, the back end of the treatment process, the yeah. end of the treatment process. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You're a good sport, though. I, I appreciate it. You're, Thanks. you're, you're a good sport. All right. So listen, I, I can't get past it. I, I, I know that the water is probably going to be clean. I'm sure you guys are going to do good. I just can't get past it. What do you say to people like that? I cannot get, I can't do it. Well, what I would say first is, is you know, what you said in your intro is drinking poop water. And it's like, I would never suggest that you drink poop water. Please don't drink poop water. Okay. And I think yesterday you mentioned you would start 
you or Barry would start sampling the water out of your toilet as a way to get used to what's coming. Okay. I wouldn't recommend that either. No, no, no. <laughs> what you're going to get in, in advanced water purification is a product that goes through not one treatment process, like all the drinking water that comes through your tap today. It goes through two. It goes through a wastewater treatment process that makes it clean, but not clean enough to drink. And then it goes through a second process that's advanced water purification. Advanced water purification has more steps and has more technology that removes contaminants than any process in use in Arizona today. Hmm. And so the water that actually comes out of advanced water purification process, that two-step process, um, is actually cleaner than any water that's coming out of anybody's tap anywhere in Arizona. But let's say that you do still have a hard time convincing people of how clean it actually is. And therefore, there's less demand for this recycled wastewater, I would assume. So with less demand, does that mean that this recycled wastewater would be cheaper than the water that we're currently using? No, not really, because that water would be, it's going to be commingled with the other drinking water sources that we have in terms of river water or canal water that we use right now that's treated and put into the distribution system. It all goes into one distribution system. Okay. So you won't know one way or the other whether where the molecules came from, whether they came from the advanced water purification or whether they came from the regular drinking water um, treatment plants that we have along the canals on the Central Arizona Project as well as on the SRP canals. Okay, so if it's all mixed together, does this bring my water bill down monthly? No, not necessarily, because really the goal of this project is to replace water that we're losing um, potentially from the Central Arizona Project, Colorado River water. And so we anticipate that as soon as next January, we're going to lose probably a, a good amount of the supply that we currently get from that resource. And that may continue for years and maybe permanently. Um, and so we have to kind of look for other sources of water and that, and this source of water is one that's drought proof. Um, it's very stable. And that's why we're interested in this one. And we have the technology to treat it to a standard that will meet and exceed all drinking water standards and actually will be a better quality water than what you're getting today. Uh, Cynthia Campbell's joining us, Water Resources uh, Management Advisor with the City of Phoenix. City of Phoenix wants to treat wastewater and make it into a drinking water. Can I pay more for the non-wastewater? <laughs> Is there a no, not necessarily. I can't do that? No, no, not really. Can I say no to the poop water and yes to the other than make and raise my bill? Well, I definitely want you to say no to the poop water. Yeah. Don't drink poop water. No. No. Uh, I came up with H-poo-o. What do you think? That's funny, right? Oh, that's cute. That's cute, right? It's funny. It's fun. See, I'm the, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm the wise guy. Uh, all right. So we're not really going to save on our bills. All right. Put it this way. 2030, this is supposed to happen. Will we, do we have a choice in this or, or is this just the water we're going to get in 2030 and we don't have a choice? Well, first of all, we haven't, you know, I mean, we're really at the early stages of this project. And so we're talking with other cities in the Valley about it. And we're looking at what, how to scope out the treatment plan, et cetera. So, I mean, this is very early stages. The public's going to see a very extensive, um, 
program at some point, obviously long before the water's going into anybody's taps. So we want the public to be very confident in the water that they drink, just as we think they should be confident in the water that they're drinking today. It is going to be at least as good and probably better than the water quality that they're getting right now. And and we'll, we will have a program to basically talk to people and engage with them and give them an opportunity to see what we're talking about. All right. Cynthia Campbell, Water Resources Management Advisor for the City of Phoenix. Uh, thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Oh, hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. We'll call you in 2030. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, listen, I, I know that we had uh, Troy Hayes on yesterday. He's a water uh, services director in Phoenix and Cynthia and all that. It's I just can't do it. I don't know what else to say, man. I just I can't do it. It's a mental block for you. Yeah, and, no. and for a lot of people, I think it would be. Did you notice how many how many uh, how many uh, things they're going to put it through to make to make it, you know, clean too? That fits. Yeah, but she she said Fitting. multiple times cleaner Two. than the water we're currently drinking. Two. That's all I'm gonna say. That's crazy. I'm all for it. Number two. Okay. Um I'll think about it. Okay, I still can't do it. Coming up next, why are other uh why are our children chronic worriers? What's the deal next? This is the Gatos and Chad show. <laughs> all right, uh children are chronic worriers. It's a new study out. So think about your kids. What age are they? Are they chronic worriers? Do they worry about everything? Boy, that is not healthy. Anxiety, depression, this is where it all comes from. Uh, let me give you a couple of um, couple of nuggets here. So uh, it increases with age. So, like, if your kids, they're getting older, they're getting out of elementary school, they're going to high school, it, there's more pressure. I think, that, I think we understand that. But kids worry about their looks, 65%. Boy, there's Instagram right there. There's social media. You know, there are people out there who make themselves look absolutely perfect. And then your kid is looking at everybody else. Why does that person always look perfect? And I can't look perfect. They got to zit. I can't go out. So 65% of kids worry about their looks. Uh, 55% worry about being bullied. Uh, 47% worry about their friendship. Uh, let's see. Uh, these worries uh, also extend to the world around them. That's also social media. You get to see what's happening, you know, all over the world and what people are doing and the problems that this planet has. Uh, so that's that's kind of the gist of this. It's really that's bad, man, because I, I think I think the one of the biggest problems we have now with with kids is anxiety. Uh, and anxiety is brutal. I, I was riddled with anxiety for a long, long time. And, you know, over the last 15 years, for one reason or another, I figured out how to deal with it. Um, but it is, uh, it is a dark hole. And now you have these kids who they don't know what to do. They don't know, they don't know why their stomach hurts. They don't know why they start sweating out of nowhere. They don't know why their, their heart is beating out of their chest. They're having a panic attack. They don't know why. And so you got all these children living with constant worries. Yeah, on the one hand, it's the same stuff we all went through as kids, right? You're worried about your looks. You're worried about your friends. You're worried about your likability. So magnified now with everything, though. That's the thing. And, and you hit on social media, too. And I know we talk about this a lot. Right. But essentially what it does is it turns every kid in America and outside of our country, too, into a performance artist. They're always on. I mean, you and I have talked about this in context of our job, right? You do a radio show for four hours. There are some aspects of that that are difficult because we have to uh, talk in a certain way. We got to present things. It's a performance in some ways. 
Kids well, are doing yeah. that all the time right. on social media, whether it's TikTok videos or they're posting to Twitter constantly. They're on Facebook. Well, kids aren't really on Facebook, just moms no. now. No. Uh, but you get my point. Instagram reels. Kids are always performing for each other because they're addicted to the likes. They're addicted to the messages they get from people. And it's really unfortunate because they're feeling that pressure of having to be on all the time. Yeah, I think uh, I think religion comes into it, too. I really do. A lot of people aren't taking their kids to church anymore. Uh, Chad and I have talked about that. Uh, there, there are a number of Bible verses that talk about anxiety and how and how to overcome it. And I don't think kids, when they're feeling stressed or you know, you go to the you go way far suicidal they, and they have nobody to talk to, they they don't talk to God. I'm glad that my parents introduced me to that very young, um, and I think that's really helped me. Um, you know, in my in my life, I I think that you know, you, if you can find a, a place where you can learn about God, it's going to help you. And if you are in a situation where your parents aren't there, and you know, you're feeling in a, you're in a dark place, there is always someone to talk to because he's always listening. And I don't think kids do. I don't think we as parents are showing our kids we're not opening that door for them and i think that's a big deal unfortunately it's a problem with no simple solution too because if you're talking the social media route well what do you do does the government have to regulate tiktok all of a sudden not because of its chinese ownership but because of its addictiveness mm-hmm. does the government have to tap down on some of these big tech companies for basically rotting the minds of the youth of america it's not it, government doesn't do, do parents just need to make there you better go. choices and yeah. make more restrictions for kids on their phones maybe yeah. not give them a phone until they're 15 14 whatever the age is i don't think you could do that now well you can't convince every parent to do the same thing either everybody makes those choices for their families right right but it's a tough study i mean it really shows that kids are struggling and you know as parents we need to we need to realize when that is and sometimes they struggle in silence that's the other that is not what you want you want to make sure you can get your kids as much help as you possibly can um but yeah kids are worrying several times a day uh, about all types of different things. And it's a really it's a really brutal study. We're going to talk about it a little bit later. Uh, something that's also concerning. You ready for this? Gas is cheaper in L.A. than in Scottsdale. Oh, that hurts. We'll tell you why coming up next.